Today is April the 8th. Did Israel choose wisely? Let's find out together as we read Judges 1 through 4. Today in our reading, we'll find out that Israel did not do what Joshua had told them to do. They did not choose wisely. Although we start out with Judah and Simeon conquering the land, beginning in verse 19, what we begin to see is the people of this tribe took over possession of their land, but... Um, Verse 21, the tribe of Benjamin failed to drive out the Jebusites. Verse 22, the descendants of Joseph attacked the town of Bethel, and the Lord was with them. But uh, the tribe of Manasseh failed to drive out the people living in Bashan, Tanakh, Dor, Ibleam, Megiddo, and all their surrounding settlements. So on and so on. The next tribes that are mentioned say that they went to live in the land, but they didn't drive out the inhabitants. In chapter 2, a messenger comes from the Lord. The word for messenger is the word for angel, both in Hebrew and in Greek. So uh, whether this was a prophet who came or an angel who came from the Lord, we're not totally sure. But he comes and he weeps because Israel has not obeyed the Lord. At chapter uh, 2, we have drawn up for us a pattern that Israel follows. It says that Israel went after the gods of other nations. And as a result, the Lord sent against them an oppressor, a nation that sometimes would conquer them, sometimes would just uh, 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 weary them by constant attacks. Israel cries to the Lord, repents and says, forgive us. And the Lord sends to them a deliverer. They are called judges in the book of Judges. The judge delivers Israel. And as long as the judge is alive, they stay faithful. But the judge dies and the cycle repeats. Now, the cycle is repeated across many different tribes. Some of these may be happening concurrently. We're not totally sure. Uh, I tend to prefer an early date for the Exodus. If uh, we do that, Judges uh, takes place over about 400 years. If you take the later date, it takes place over about 200 years. Either can fit if you accept that Judges serve at the same time in different regions of the land they're taking. Um, Twelve judges are mentioned in the book of Judges. We have details of five of them. In our reading for today, we have details given for Ehud, who delivered Israel from Moab, and the beginning 
of the story of Deborah and Barak in chapter 4. Enjoy today as you read Judges 1 through 4. Judges 1 to 4, New Living Translation. Judges 1. After the death of Joshua, the Israelites asked the Lord, which tribe should go first to attack the Canaanites? The Lord answered, Judah, for I've given them victory over the land. The men of Judah said to their relatives from the tribe of Simeon, join with us to fight against the Canaanites living in the territory allotted to us. Then we'll help you conquer your territory. So the men of Simeon went with Judah. When the men of Judah attacked, the Lord gave them victory over the Canaanites and Perizzites. They killed 10,000 enemy warriors at the town of Bezek. While at Bezek, they encountered King Adonai Bezek and fought against him, and the Canaanites and Perizzites were defeated. Adonai Bezek escaped, but the Israelites soon captured him and cut off his thumbs and big toes. Adonai Bezek said, I once had 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off, eating scraps from under my table. Now God has paid me back for what I did to them. They took him to Jerusalem and he died there. The men of Judah attacked Jerusalem and captured it, killing all its people and setting the city on fire. Then they went down to fight the Canaanites, living in the hill country, the Negev, and the western foothills. Judah marched against the Canaanites in Hebron, formerly called Kiriath Arba, defeating the forces of Sheshai, Ahiman, and Talmai. From there they went to fight against the people living in the town of Debir, formerly called Kiriath Sefer. Caleb said, I'll give my daughter Aksa in marriage to the one who attacks and captures Kiriath Sefer. Othniel, the son of Caleb's younger brother Kenaz, was the one who conquered it. So Aksa became Othniel's wife. When Aksa married Othniel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. As she got down off her donkey, Caleb asked her, What's the matter? She said, Let me have another gift. You've already given me land in the Negev. Now please give me springs of water too. So Caleb gave her the upper and lower springs. When the tribe of Judah left Jericho, the city of Palms, the Kenites, who were descendants of Moses' father-in-law, traveled with them into the wilderness of Judah. They settled among the people there, living near the town of Arad in the Negev. Then Judah joined with Simeon to fight against the Canaanites living in Zephath. They completely destroyed the town. So the town was named Hormah. In addition, Judah captured the towns of Gaza, Ashkelon, and Ekron, along with their surrounding territories. The Lord was with the people of Judah, and they took possession of the hill country. But they failed to drive out the people living in the plains who had iron chariots. The town of Hebron was given to Caleb as Moses had promised, and Caleb drove out the people living there, who were descendants of the three sons of Anak. The tribe of Benjamin, however, failed to drive out the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. So to this day, the Jebusites live in Jerusalem among the people of Benjamin. The descendants of Joseph attacked the town of Bethel. The Lord was with them. They sent men to scout out Bethel, formerly known as Luz. They confronted a man coming out of the town and said to him, Show us a way into the town and we'll have mercy on you. So he showed them a way. They killed everyone in the town except that man and his family. 
Later, the man moved to the land of the Hittites, where he built a town. He named it Luz, which is its name to this day. The tribe of Manasseh failed to drive out the people living in Bashan, Tanakh, Dor, Ibleam, Megiddo, and all the surrounding settlements because the Canaanites were determined to stay in that region. When the Israelites grew stronger, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they never did drive them completely out of the land. The tribe of Ephraim failed to drive out the Canaanites living in Gezer, so the Canaanites continued to live there among them. The tribe of Zebulun failed to drive out the residents of Kitron and Nahalol, so the Canaanites continued to live among them, but the Canaanites were forced to work as slaves for the people of Zebulun. The tribe of Asher failed to drive out the residents of Akko, Sidon, Alab, Aksib, Helba, Afik, and Rehob. Instead, the people of Asher moved in among the Canaanites who controlled the land, for they failed to drive them out. Likewise, the tribe of Naphtali failed to drive out the residents of Beshemesh and Bethanath. Instead, they moved in among the Canaanites who controlled the land. Nevertheless, the people of Beshemesh and Bethanath were forced to work as slaves for the people of Naphtali. As for the tribe of Dan, the Amorites forced them back into the hill country and wouldn't let them come down into the plains. The Amorites were determined to stay in Mount Heres, Aijalon, and Shalbim. But when the descendants of Joseph became stronger, they forced the Amorites to work as slaves. The boundary of the Amorites ran from Scorpion Pass to Selah and continued upward from there. Judges 2 The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim and said to the Israelites, I brought you out of the land of Egypt into this land that I swore to give your ancestors. I said I would never break my covenant with you. For your part, you were not to make any covenants with the people living in this land. Instead, you were to destroy their altars. But you disobeyed my command. Why did you do this? So now I declare that I will no longer drive out the people living in your land. They will be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a constant temptation to you. When the angel of the Lord finished speaking to all the Israelites, the people wept loudly. loudly. So they called the place Bochim, which means weeping, and they offered sacrifices there to the Lord. Joshua sent the people away. Each of the tribes left to take possession of the land allotted to them. And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him, those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, a servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land he had been allocated in Timnath-Serah in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gosh. After that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight and served the images of Baal. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors who had brought them out of Egypt. They went after other gods, worshiping the gods of the people around them. They angered the Lord. They abandoned the Lord to serve Baal and the images of Ashtoreth. This made the Lord burn with anger against Israel, so he handed them over to raiders who stole their possessions. He turned them over to their enemies all around. They were no longer able to resist them. Every time Israel went out to battle, the Lord fought against them, causing them to be defeated, just as he is warned. 
and the people were in great distress. Then the Lord raised up judges to rescue the Israelites from their attackers. Yet Israel did not listen to the judges, but prostituted themselves by worshiping other gods. How quickly they turned away from the path of their ancestors, who had walked in obedience to the Lord's commands. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge over Israel, he was with that judge and rescued the people from their enemies throughout the judge's lifetime. For the Lord took pity on his people who were burdened by oppression and suffering. But when the judge died, the people returned to their corrupt ways, behaving worse than those who had lived before them. They went after other gods, serving and worshiping them. They refused to give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. So the Lord burned with anger against Israel. He said, because these people have violated my covenant, which I made with their ancestors, and have ignored my commands, I will no longer drive out the nations that Joshua left unconquered when he died. I did this to test Israel, to see whether or not they would follow the ways of the Lord as their ancestors did. That's why the Lord left those nations in place. He did not quickly drive them out or allow Joshua to conquer them after all. Judges 3. These are the nations that the Lord left in the land to test those Israelites who had not experienced the wars of Canaan. He did this to teach warfare to generations of Israelites who had no experience in battle. These are the nations, the Philistines, those living under the five Philistine rulers, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites living in the mountains of Lebanon from Mount Baal-Hermon to Lebo-Hamath. These people were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the commands the Lord had given to their ancestors through Moses. So the people of Israel lived among the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and they intermarried with them. Israelite sons married their daughters. Israelite daughters were given in marriage to their sons, and the Israelites served their gods. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. They forgot about the Lord their God. They served the images of Baal and the Asherah poles. The Lord burned with anger against Israel. He turned them over to King Kushan Rishathayim of Aram Naharayim. The Israelites served Kushan Rishathayim for eight years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, the Lord raised up a rescuer to save them. His name was Othniel, the son of Caleb's younger brother, Kadaz. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he became Israel's judge. He went to war against King Kushan Rishathaim of Aram, and the Lord gave Othniel victory over him. So there was peace in the land for 40 years. Then Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. Once again, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. The Lord gave King Eglon of Moab control over Israel because of their evil. Eglon enlisted the Ammonites and the Amalekites as allies. And then he went out and he defeated Israel, taking possession of Jericho, the city of Palms. And the Israelites served Eglon of Moab for 18 years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, the Lord raised up a rescuer to save them. His name was Ehud, son of Jerah, a left-handed man of the tribe of Benjamin. The Israelites sent Ehud to deliver their tribute money to King Eglon of Moab. So Ehud made a double-edged dagger that was about a foot long, and he strapped it 
to his right thigh, keeping it hidden under his clothing. He brought the tribute money to Eglon, who was very fat. After delivering the payment, Ehud started home with those who had helped carry the tribute. But when Ehud reached the stone idols near Gilgal, he turned back. He came to Eglon and said, I have a secret message for you. So the king commanded his servants, be quiet, and he sent them all out of the room. Ehud walked over to Eglon, who was sitting alone in a cool upstairs room. And Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. As King Eglon rose from his seat, Ehud reached with his left hand, pulled out the dagger strapped to his right thigh, and plunged it into the king's belly. The dagger went so deep that the handle disappeared beneath the king's fat. So Ehud did not pull out the dagger, and the king's bowels emptied. Then Ehud closed and locked the doors of the room and escaped down the latrine. After Ehud was gone, the king's servant returned and found the doors to the upstairs room locked. They thought he might be using the latrine in the room, so they waited. But when the king didn't come out after a long delay, they became concerned and got a key. When they opened the doors, they found their master dead on the floor. When the servants were waiting, Ehud escaped, passing the stone idols on his way to Seirah. When he arrived in the hill country of Ephraim, Ehud sounded a call to arms, and he led a band of Israelites down from the hills. Follow me, he said, for the Lord has given you victory over Moab, your enemy. So they followed him. And the Israelites took control of the shallow crossings of the Jordan River across from Moab, preventing anyone from crossing. They attacked the Moabites and killed about 10,000 of their strongest and most able-bodied warriors. Not one of them escaped. So Moab was conquered by Israel that day, and there was peace in the land for 80 years. After Ehud, Shamgar, son of Anath, rescued Israel. He once killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. Judges 4. After Ehud's death, the Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord turned them over to King Jabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth Hagoyim. Sisera, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years, and the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day she sent for Barak, son of Abinuam, who lived in Kadesh in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun at Mount Tabor. I will call out Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors, to the Kishon River. There, I'll give you victory over him. Barak told her, I'll go, but only if you go with me. Very well, she replied. I'll go with you, but we, you will receive no honor in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. At Kadesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 warriors went up with him. Deborah also went up with him. 
Now Heber, the Kenite, a descendant of Moses' brother-in-law, Hobab, had moved away from the other members of his tribe and pitched his tent by the oak of Zananim near Kedesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, he called for all 900 of his iron chariots and all of his warriors. They marched from Harosheth Hagoyim to the Kishon River. Then Deborah said to Barak, Get ready, this is the day the Lord will give you victory over Sisera, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. When Barak attacked, the Lord threw Sisera and all his chariots and warriors into a panic. Sisera leaped down from his chariot and escaped on foot. Then Barak chased the chariots and the enemy all the way to Harosheth HaGoyim killing all of Sisera's warriors. Not a single one was left alive. Meanwhile, Sisera ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because Heber's family was on friendly terms with King Jabin of Hazor. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, "'Come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid.' So he went into her tent, and she covered him with a blanket." Give me some water, he said. I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. Stand at the door of the tent, he told her. If anyone comes and asks you if there's anyone here, say no. But when Sisera fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand. Then she drove the tent peg through his temple into the ground, and so he died. When Barak came looking for Sisera, Jael went out to meet him. She said, Come and I'll show you the man you're looking for. He followed her into the tent and found Sisera lying there, dead, with the tent peg through his temple. So on that day, Israel saw God defeat Jabin, the Canaanite king. And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until they finally destroyed him. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at the book of Psalms. Enjoy tomorrow in the church of your choice. If you live in the Greenwood area and you're looking for a church, come visit us. Check out our website at becomehope.com.